I'm ready to move on here to the next topic. And the NBA has came up with a new idea. Is the new NBA in-season tournament a good idea? And Zay, before you answer this question, right, I would love for you to do the honors and explain to the listeners and the viewers what is the new change and how it looks. So the NBA has implemented an in-season tournament. It is uh, six groups within the um, – not within – six groups, three in the Western Conference, three in the Eastern Conference, and it's each team will have group play, meaning you play against a team, and if you play against them and win, you get higher in the standings. If you lose, you get lower, of course. The best of the four teams will go to the semifinals, um, and, and then whoever wins out of those will go to the NBA oh, – not NBA finals, the finals of the tournament – to compete for a grand prize each um the winning team each player will gain five hundred thousand dollars per player um now that could work for a lot of guys who are on lower end contracts so that gives them a pay bump probably even double their guaranteed contract if you're a superstar player it's you know deli money but the point is that to keep it competitive to make sure that everyone stays at a high level in terms of this tournament all right zay oh What's my thoughts Oh, yeah. I believe it's a great idea for the league. I think it incentivizes players to want to play um, more ferociously, uh, to play with a, with a chip on their shoulder to win, especially guys who are on those lower-end deals, like I stated. Um, you know, I think this is a, a great opportunity for a lot of guys to really want to um, one-up uh, certain teams in the, in the tournament and really um, showcase their talents. Uh, I think it doesn't take away from the league because it's still going to be um, in-season play still counts towards a regular season record. You're not playing additional games. It's just more uh, more so of um, certain games have implications to it opposed to others. So I think it, it's it's important for the players to stay engaged within the season. It creates more of an um, urgency to keep the regular season interesting, even mid, in, the, in the midway point. And it puts um, teams in positions where they can't just rest guys um, just to sit them out or, you know, and things of that nature. It puts guys in positions where they have to compete because they want their teammates to get that money. You want the guys who are 15th on a bench or who are G League players who are come up from time to time to get that, they earn their money, essentially. And I think that's a great um, incentive for players to have. I think it was a great idea by the NBA, and I, I hope they only increase the incentive, incentives um, as time goes on. I think it's a good idea. I don't see any, like, backlash in the sense of why this couldn't be a good idea. Yeah, so I would say real quickly here, I'm going to keep this minimum. I'm going to say yes and no. Yes, in the sense that if Adam Silver is hell-bent on making more money and making more profit, and that's what this is, a profit play, yes, it's a good idea. Great idea. Make more money, right? More viewership, more money, right? That's what it equals to. But if it is an attempt to solve the issue of the lack of importance of the regular season, then I'm going to say it's a bad idea. And the reason why, you know, I really hate to bring in the NFL here, but um, like the NFL right now is making a power play to be the biggest source of entertainment on TV. You know, they literally hijack NBA Christmas Day, right? And normally, like, as I've been watching the NBA and the NFL together over these years, I've noticed that back then they had more mutual respect for one another. Right. Christmas is your day. I right, fine. Christmas is your day. You do your thing, NBA. Right. Um, Certain things with the NBA. 
yeah, all right, the NFL, this is your time. All right, Thanksgiving Day, I ain't going to do nothing. All right, cool, you have your day, NFL. But now the NFL's like, screw all that. Um, Christmas, Black Friday, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I have no respect for Adam Silver. Watching it, has none whatsoever. And I think when you talk about ring culture, right, and I don't want to really get off the deep end, but it's really not. I think everything is a one extension of ring culture, right, player empowerment, lower management, all that's a product of ring culture. That's the biggest issue here that players do not really value the regular season. Now, is people going to lose, you know, their minds because they won an in-season tournament? Oh, my gosh. You know, I won an in-season tournament. Woohoo! whoop de doo Right now, like, I don't see that same thing in this era, right? Everybody's making power plays, Damian Lillard, right, or trying to, Bradley Bill, to win championships. That's what everybody's concerned. You think LeBron James is concerned with this garbage? Hell no. He's concerned with winning wings. Right. And I think for me, when you talk about the playing tournament, right. And listen, I got to give Adam Silver some credit here because he does try to reinvent the wheel a lot. Sometimes I think he does it too much because it's like, all right, how many changes are we going to go through? I understand change is good. And I'm all a proponent of change, but constant change, it makes this sport look unrecognizable to the 90s heads. Right. But anyway, let's talk about the playing tournament. Right. Like, I think the playing tournament is good. Why? For one reason. Because teams don't want to play in it. Nobody wants to play in a playing tournament because everybody want to be a top six seed to avoid playing in the playing tournament. Chances are, if you're a bottom feeder, you're trying to bottom out. You're trying to tank. You're trying to rebuild. So the playing is no good for you, right? And chances are, if you're trying to win something, you're trying to avoid the playing game. Nobody wants to do it. That's why it's successful because teams don't want to be in it. So I don't see why teams will want to be a part of this. I'm talking about the star players really here. I'm not really talking about the players, the bottom feeders on the roster that can make incentives and make an extra dollar. You know, of course, they should be happy about this. But I'm talking about the stars. When we tune into the NBA, right, we want to see these stars playing and taking, you know, these seriously. So to be honest, yes or no, only time will tell. Because maybe I, I'll be intrigued. Maybe I am going to tune in when it first happened. First of all, it's on the same day as a football game Thursday night. So, you know, I got to make a decision there, right? Um, That's not a good idea, but maybe I will tune in. But then what's going to keep me tuning in is how these star players gravitate to this and the, the effort and happiness they show and willingness they show to continue to take part in this is what's really going to determine long-term if this is success or not and if it's a good idea or not. Yeah, so a lot of good points made. I'll start off by saying this. I'll give the NBA and Adam Silver some credit here in the sense that at least they're recognizing that there is a problem. And the fact that they need, and us as NBA fans, we want the regular season to be a little bit more intriguing. I don't think the regular season NBA product right now is necessarily a great one when a lot of the players, a lot of these teams are telling us as the fans, like, we just care about the playoffs and winning that ring. So when they're saying that, why should we? So I do think the NBA, at least acknowledging that, okay, we have a little bit of a problem within the regular season. We're going to at least try to do something to fix it. I do think that's a solid start to at least try to address the problem. I have a lot of questions, though, as well, mainly starting with, like, if you're a coach, right, and, and you win this NBA in-season tournament, is it something that you could put on your resume if you're trying to get another job? Like, I'm just trying to figure out, if you win this thing, what could you? What exactly could you use it for? Is it something that you could really put on your resume and say, okay, 
this is something really impressive. And I will say, as a fan, it intrigues me in the sense that, like, a week of Monday night football, Tuesday, tournament game night, Wednesday, you have a little bit of an off break. Well, I know you said um, something about the games on Thursday. I know the opening round games, uh, like the play-in games, quote-unquote, that's going to be on Friday. Were you? Are there, like, the championship games and stuff, are those going to be on, on Thursdays? What, what, I, I looked at the date. Maybe I got it wrong. If I need to be corrected, by all means. I thought it was Thursday. Yeah, so I, I know for a fact that the opening games are Tuesday and Friday. I, there might be Thursday games down the line. But at least from an opening standpoint, having games on Friday and then college football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday, that, that in my opinion, that might be the biggest key to this is the scheduling of it. Like, can you just avoid the NFL and college football? Because most of the time when you're going up against those behemoths, you're not really going to come out well. But I'm intrigued by it as well. I'm curious to see how these players take it. And I just wish the prize was a little bit bigger. Like, I think the winning team should get more salary cap space or – an extra draft pick, like something. I know, like I've heard the idea of having the teams that didn't make the playoffs play in like a tournament during the regular season for the number one draft pick. And that idea sounds really good, like on paper, I think, but I don't necessarily know if you could motivate other players to play for a draft pick when they might not even be on the same team next season. So I do think it's kind of like a puzzle. How does the NBA really prioritize and make the regular season matter? You know, I think they did a a job of just to start off with just offering the players money. Like if you win, you make more money, which every player absolutely wants. They want more money. Now, is it life changing money to some? Yeah, but not to all. And I think that that's what they're starting at. You know, we're starting at a place where what who can be most incentivized, and we're talking about the guys who are coming off the bench, really, the guys who don't make as much as the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant, and things of that nature. You know, money doesn't incentivize those guys anymore. No, that's just a point blank period. They just want to go after championships. But we're trying to put hope that you could put some kind of faith in certain players because a lot of the bench players on all the teams are like, I can make that money. I want to make $500,000 more. That puts a different kind of um, food on the table for my family, for most bench players in the NBA. So I think that's what we're starting off with. I think if you're talking about cap space and things of that nature, I mean, um, it's only it's only so much things. I think we're going to start seeing soon uh, a situation where cap space is going to be more strict in the NBA because of what the teams like the Phoenix Suns and, you know, other teams of that nature. I think they're going to start incentivizing teams who have homegrown talent and are resigning them and penalizing the guys who are going out there just bringing in guys on $60 million, $7 million a year contracts and trying to bolster their team. It's going to be a situation where it's going to be difficult for a lot of teams um, that to try to create cap space by going after other teams' guys. And I think they're going to try to – um, focus more on the guys you draft, the guys you develop, and you resign will give you some more flexibility in that end, similar to what the um, Gold State was capable of doing um, early, um, a couple seasons ago, just keep resigning the guys they have on their team and still being able to go after Kevin Durant, still being able to go after a- a Andrew Wiggins. So it's, it's going to be an interesting time. I think that, like, the in, uh, like I said, the in-season tournament is more of a player's tournament, not the superstar players, the role players tournament, the guys who don't make as much money, the guys who don't make – top dollar um but could still win some money in the middle of the season and you know like i said some money in their pocket yeah i think for me you know zay basically touched on it and it's my point you know these bottom feeders on the roster or these second unit guys has has an opportunity to make more money there's an incentive right but that's never the issue you know we want to see these stars like lebron 
and John Moran and all these other guys. I mean, John Moran, obviously, with the suspension, I don't know how that ties in in the schedule or whatever. But, you know, I don't even need to bring his name, but I could bring somebody else. Zion, right? We want to see those guys take these events and festivities and tournaments seriously. That's what literally brings people to the sport, right? When we watching an All-Star game, we watching an All-Star game to see the All-Stars play. We want to see these guys take it seriously because the sport is good when these guys are heavily intrigued. And I just think me personally, and I can't speak for everybody, and I don't really think it's an everybody thing. There's a certain select few of guys, stars, that really is concerned with making money, and they already got that, and they really don't want to hoop. Like, you think about Bradley Bill's comments for a second, right? When he got traded to the Suns, he was saying how, you know, I don't have to worry about the defensive attention because I got Booker alongside me and Kevin Durant. So you don't want no defense on you. Right. And then he Davis already told you he don't pick up a basketball to save his life during the offseason. So I don't really think these guys want to hoop. Right. That's why they want to avoid the playing games. That's why they don't want to take part in the festivities. They don't want to hoop. They just want to make their money and win chips. And because Adam Silver has fed into that player empowerment ring culture player empowerment is an extension like i said before it has gotten to a point where he's trying to do everything he can and throw up hill marys every time he can when somebody's changing something constantly and constantly and constantly then he really doesn't know what he's doing or he's really like all right there's an issue and i'm trying to fix it so clearly there is an issue clearly because he wouldn't have changed anything if it wasn't Right. But because he is constantly changing things, he knows there is an issue. And I know there's an issue. And I think the real elephant in the room is shortening the season. I think that's what he should want to do. But anytime he thinks about making a change, he overlooks the part where it comes about money. Right. He overlooks that part. The money just kick in. Oh, my God, we can make more money here. So now he has that money mindset. And now this is a move for money. Right. I don't think it's a move for anything else. Because it doesn't solve anything else. It's a move about ratings and, and money. So anytime he's supposed to fix something that is regulated to these players taking the regular season seriously, money kicks in. And the money play becomes the play and not the other issues. And we have this. So, listen, I'm hoping that it turns out great. I will be tuning in. But um, like I said, the players, the star players that take this seriously is what's going to determine if I stick with it from a fandom perspective going forward. So I just wanted to address that point on like the money and the focus on that. And I think sometimes as fans, what we forget is the commissioner. We could agree with their moves. We could disagree with their moves, but at the end of the day, like they are the spokesperson for the 30 owners. Like basically the Adam Silver's job is to just please and make sure all of the 30 owners within the league are happy. And I do think that, when it comes to this idea, I just think the NBA is really trying to figure out, like, how do we just improve the regular season, which in essence will make them more money. Like, that will be an effect of it. But I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like the NBA regular season has never been a less and irrelevant product, which doesn't make a lot of sense considering these past playoffs were one of the most fun and, and best playoffs I've ever seen. Like, it was a great time watching the playoffs each and every night. I also think the NBA is in a really good spot right now in terms of the young talent around the league and how spread out it is. Like I was, it's crazy. I was looking at just the Western conference and some of these teams after free agency, like there aren't really 
that many teams in the Western Conference right now that you could point at and say, I can't see them making the playoffs next season. Like every team has a decent amount of talent. And I just think the NBA, they're just trying to figure out a way to really draw more eyeballs, more attention to them during the regular season. And I will say, like in, in theory, it could be pretty cool if you have on a Friday night, LeBron James and the Lakers taking on the defending champions, Jokic and the Nuggets to move on in this tournament. Hopefully that just gets the competitive juices of these players going. But if that can't bring more focus and more attention to the NBA during the regular season, I don't know what can. I just think they might have to tweak it a little bit in the sense of like, how do we make this mean a little bit more? Um, you know, I think just final thoughts. Um, it's something they're trying to implementing. You know, if the league wants to try and change something up, maybe because the, the NBA is shown too much, maybe they, they go to NFL where I just play one game a week and figure it out because that's what apparently it is. The team, even MLB, people don't watch baseball so much because 162 games, so many games throughout the season. Hockey, same thing. A lot of people don't watch hockey because so many games in a season, but it seems like the games that only are shown once a week, twice a week, maybe are the ones that is getting the most viewership, and that's because it's only getting shown once a week. So maybe that's what the NBA needs to do by being um, not having enough games is probably what's going to drive viewership because people are only going to crave it more and more. I think it's a combination of the amount of games, like Zay alluded to, but I think it's bigger than that. I think – I'm going to say bigger than that. It's a product of that. And the ramifications of shortening the schedule and having – a game that comes on sporadically is that it means more. So honestly, I thought about this earlier today and this is my last point, right? Because honestly, I really can't fully blame the NBA. Like I'm going to blame Adam Silver for a lot of things and the culture that the NBA is becoming. I'm just not a fan of, but like, I can't just, just rat him out there to the wolves because honestly, the NFL is America's sport. And I don't really think Adam Silver or David Stern could fix that. Now, you can flip that and butter that and say, well, when David Stern was there, the NBA and the NFL was neck and neck. Somehow the NFL just shot past the NBA like a rocket, you know, because at one point the NBA, you could argue, was um, a better sport, a popular sport, a more popular sport, you know, than the NFL. And that's what my cousin told me. He'd been on this earth longer than me. And my dad told me that. And I trust their judgments, right? And baseball was number one. Baseball was a kingpin. It was America's pastime. Then somewhere along the lines, baseball shot down, the NFL shot up, and the NBA is below, you know, the NFL. So I don't know if it's the culture shift with how we view sports as people. I don't know if it's, all right, the NFL is so short that every game matters, and that's why we want to tune into it because you lose week one and week two, you're 0-2, you might not make the playoffs. It's not looking good for you making the playoff. Whereas... I was uh, there's a team in my mind in the NBA that the Lakers they were struggling they were like two and ten or something like that and look how they almost daggone went on to the finals like think about that the Lakers literally had two seasons in one they were completely trash to start off the year last year and you couldn't bank that they was gonna make the playoffs outright they made the playing actually but then they go on a run and they almost make the finals and the year before that Boston was twenty five and twenty five through fifty games. Right, and they look anemic, and they look like the best team in basketball the second half of the season, almost won a chip. So the NBA is really an outlier. Miami, how could I forget about the run Miami went on, where they was one of the worst three-point shooting teams last year in a regular season. Then they came with missing shot in the playoffs, and they go on the finals run, you know. 
So it's like time and time again, the regular season really doesn't hold mathematical value anymore. And it's like, all right, what I think I know in the regular season is really not what I know in the playoffs. It's a totally different game. So I don't think Adam Silver can fix that. Like, he could try. That doesn't mean you could get closer to fixing it, but he can't make a move today that would literally fix the regular season tomorrow. Because if he did, I would have came up with it. I can't come up with it. So I can't fully blame him, even though there's things I will blame him for. And that's my take. Just adding to that, I could think of a couple more examples. I know injuries have something to do with this, but when Lonzo Ball got hurt two years ago, weren't the Bulls like the number one seed in the East? And then <laughs> they were <laughs> like six. And then even this past year, the Pelicans, I know this was with Zion, but they were the number one seed in the West for a little bit, right? And they ended up in the playing game. So it's just crazy uh, with the regular season. And I do think the answer should be like cutting the games to 60 games, but we know the commissioner and the 30 owners, they're not going to want to do that. They're not going to want to take away that revenue of the extra, you know, 10 home games they'd be losing. So I, I agree. I, I don't think there's just an easy, obvious answer here. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to halftime here. And when we come back, we got our quarterback ranking. So make sure you lock into that. We got coach in the building. He's in the lobby. And he's ready to handle it like Ricky Bobby, right? Listen, I had to make something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to come back in two minutes. Make sure you keep it locked. This is 99 Pod. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's All ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.